Hey, good evening, everyone. Welcome to another podcast of the Daily Mind. I'm your host, uh, doing it once again. How's everyone doing? Uh, hopefully, you guys are all getting prepared for that what they call bomb cyclone, that ridiculous massive cold air from our neighbors from the north that is going to be sweeping a good portion of the country with blizzard conditions and way below temperatures than normal. Uh, hopefully, you guys are prepared for that. Uh, next few days, I'll be in. Uh, sunny florida and uh trying to stay warm as possible if i have to come back up um <laughs> so hopefully everyone is doing okay i'm glad that uh you know i'm getting more listeners oh and i got some good news um texas uh has become the top number three and the top three uh highest listeners on my podcast um the number one state of listeners is of course tennessee followed by Pennsylvania, and then Texas have just officially become number three on my list. And I really do appreciate it. Thank you very, very much. A shout-out to my brother-in-law out there who is responsible for that, actually, (laughs) spreading the word. And I hope everyone else who's listening from other states are doing the same as well. Um, So today's podcast is going to be about uh, television shows. Now, I know I did a whole thing about sitcoms of the 70s and 80s and 90s, but I want to focus on this particular niche market. Um, I want to talk about the best 90s black sitcoms, specifically black sitcoms. Um, I truly believe in the 90s that a lot of black sitcoms, the 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 genre of the black sitcom peaked, I believe, in the 1990s. And they brought us some fantastic, funny-ass programming, um, brought us a lot of uh, programming that has taught us lessons, made us laugh, made us cry. Um, you name it, like you get some of the best of the best out there. We're talking Jamie Foxx, the Wayne's brothers, Fresh Prince, Family Matters. I can go on and on and on, but we're going to focus on one particular list from, of course, IMDb, right? Because I, for some reason, trust them in terms of now, let's see how well I will trust them. So, here, there's a list I have here of about 24 of the top black television shows, but due to time constraints, we're going to focus on. I want to say we'll focus on 20 of them. I think I can knock out a little bit of 20. I think I'm going to knock it out in time. All right, here we go. Um, so according to this best black sitcoms, according to IMDb, um, starting off with number 20, uh, for those who remember the show Rock, R-O-C. No, not Jay-Z, Rockefeller Nation. I'm talking about Rock, the TV show starring Charles S. Dutton. Um, this was a comedy slash drama, if you will. Um, it basically... Um, Tells the story of uh, an all an, an average family man, garbage truck, uh, sanitation guy. You know, lives with his wife, his brother, and his father. All live under one household, and of course, they go through daily life and tribulations um, in the city of Baltimore. Uh, this show was on Fox from 1991 to 1994. I remember this show vividly, right? Um, as it's described in the show, it says Charles Dutton plays a married garbage man who provides who proves by his actions and his altruistic ways that though he collects garbage for a job, his life and relationship total more than mere garbage. And it, that was a really good show. I'll be honest. Um, I've watched it a bit. I mean, I only was in public school, but I was so heavily into television. Um, I, I'd say it was a pretty good show. I, I felt like it had potential to last a little bit longer. I'm not quite sure why it got canceled. Could be ratings. Who knows? Change of, uh, you know, these networks, they sometimes don't know what to do with their shows. And it's like playing chess, um, trying to figure that out. 
So it was rated 7.4 out of 10 on uh, IMDb too. I agree. Could have been maybe another star. And then um, number 19, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Um, you remember that show on ABC? Had a right nice little catchy sh- uh, theme song um, starring Mark Curry. And then Raven Simone was in the show. And uh, it basically went from 1992 to 1997. And it's described as an American comedy with larger-than-life teacher and housemates. Yeah, so it was kind of like a, the premise was you got this teacher who lived with two other women and they had their kid. One of them had their kid living with them. And it basically just – there was like no real premise to the show, I think, except it was just this man, this teacher, whatever. I've watched some episodes, but I didn't quite understand where the premise was going with it. However, though, it lasted five years, and it's rated 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, I don't know if they're even showing the show in syndication. You know, there's been references made of the show throughout other shows, but honestly, I don't know if this is in syndication, but um, it definitely was one of the most watched black sitcoms of the time in the 90s. All right. And this little known show. Now, I don't remember this show at all. Okay, I remember Sinbad being in a different world, but I don't recall his own show. But anyway, it came as number 18, The Sinbad Show. It ran from 93 to 94. Go figure why I've never really heard of this show. Um, It's described as David S. Sinbad. He plays a man named David, is a single foster father of Zana and LJ, and he's very new to the game. He learns as much from the children as they learn from him. I mean, that sounds like a pretty good setup, right? Um, Yeah, I think the problem with the show is just it may – now, back in the 80s, it was all about foster kids, different world. Um, I mean, sorry, not different world. Oh, excuse me. Uh, different strokes, Webster and Punky Brewster. And I guess nobody was really falling for this foster family thing no more. I don't really know. I've never even seen the episode of this show. I never even knew it was a show. And it's for good reason. I mean, it only lasted, uh, looks like 24 episodes in one year. So I guess roughly a season or two it lasted. I don't know. Um, I got to look that show up <laughs> for sure. Um, number 17, the Steve Harvey show. Yes. Show was freaking hilarious, right? Starring Steve Harvey. Um, you know, it came out on the WB. It was when the WB was just popping at the time of black sitcoms. Um, Steve Harvey is a product. The Steve Harvey show is a product of that. Uh, the show ran from 1996 to 20 to, I'm sorry, 2002, um, and of course, the premise of the show is a former funk star named Steve Hightower enlists as a high school music teacher away from his original career in Chicago. So you got this out of work musician who, of course, needed a job. And with, with the help of his friend Cedric, uh, who was a coach, he managed to get a job as a music teacher, which makes sense because, I mean, he was a musician, right? In real life, Steve Harvey is not a musician. He's a comedian. But in the show, he's a musician. The show... Um, basically primarily focused in school where he had his students like Romeo and, uh, Bullethead, two of the funniest characters and the other supporting characters and his love interest for the school's principal, Regina. So, I mean, the show was just funny and it, it, it definitely deserves a spot as one of those top, uh, on the top list shows, black comedies of the nineties. I totally agree with that. Um, it ran for 122 episodes. Very, very, it was one of the last shows to be done with from the WB era because by that time, um, I believe by the time the show was canned, 
it was no longer the WB. It was starting to transition into the CW. So it's one of those shows from the WB era that lasted into the 2000s. A lot of the shows did not, and for different reasons. Um, another WB show that lasted in the 2000s is actually next on this list, number 16, the Jamie Foxx show. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I love that show. That show was just funny as shit. You know, it, it's, it plays Jamie Foxx. Um, he's coming off the heels of In Living Color, right? Living Color um, was done with two years prior to the show, to his own show, right? And Living Color put him on the spotlight. So the Jamie Foxx show ran from 1996 to 2001, and it's described as Jamie King, play, like Jamie Foxx playing the character Jamie King, is an aspiring actor from Terrell, Texas, who has come to Los Angeles to pursue a career in entertainment. To support himself, he works in the family's hotel, um, he works in the family's uh, hotel, the financially strapped King's Tower, which is owned by his aunt and uncle, Helen and Junior. Um, yeah, so it just highlighted the hijinks of Jamie working at this hotel and, of course, trying to get with Fancy, having to deal with Braxton, and then all these other characters, and then, you know, whatever is going on in the show. It's just a lot of hijinks. And, again, this is when Jamie was at his peak uh, of comedy here. Like, again, he was just coming off of The Living Color. Now, this show, again, is one of the shows that lasted from the WB era, right, um, into the 2000s. That and Steve Harvey. Um, Jamie Foxx went for 100 episodes. Very, very impressive. Um, one thing about black sitcoms, they tend to get canned or just reduced somehow, and they don't really go, they don't really make a lot of episodes. Um, it's not common to see uh, a black sitcom go over 100 episodes, honestly. Um yeah, and Wayne's Brothers is definitely one of them. Um, but yeah, Jamie Foxx is a funny-ass show. Um, number 15, My Brother and Me. Um, came on Nickelodeon between 94 and 95. Um, I do remember this show, but I never really watched it. I watched maybe an episode or two. Um, it's described as Alfie and Dee experiences experience how life affects them with different aspects each day, such as learning life lessons. Pretty simple concept of a show. You know, you got these kids just learning about life. That's basically what the show was. And they got in trouble. Lessons were learned. Blase, blase, blase. Um, the show was on Nickelodeon and fell extremely flat. It lasted for a year and roughly 13 episodes. So that's basically a season. It barely lasts a season, but it looks like it made it a season. Um, I don't hear too many people talk about this show. Um, but for some reason, it was award. It was it had, it was award, it had two nominations. I don't know for what, but... Um, yeah, it's not one of those shows I gravitated to. And and for, as you can see, only lasted a year. So not a lot of people may have watched that show. Um, number 14, Family Matters. Oh, yeah. Well, Family Matters, in short, um, one of the best black sitcoms of the 90s. It fell is at number 14, uh, 1989 to 1998. Now, I don't have to describe this, um, this particular show. Everybody knows Family Matters. Um, you know, Steve Urkel was the focus of the show. However, though, Steve Urkel was not the original focus of the show. He just happened to make an episode appearance, and that changed the, the show forever. And I honestly think that if Steve Urkel was not introduced to this show, that Family Matters would have not went as long as it did, point blank, period. So the show went from 89 to 98, mostly thanks to Steve Urkel. That's just it. Uh, number 13, The Arsenio Hall Show. 
uh, I don't know how this is considered a sitcom. It's a talk show. But nonetheless, it went from 89 to 1990. Um, he had a lot of memorable guests. He had Mike Tyson, Bill Clinton, uh, you name it. He had a lot of fun guests. Um, and then the show seen a revival um, not too long ago. It lasted for a little bit and then just got canned. Um, it was definitely one of the – I wouldn't say it's a sitcom. It's definitely a TV show. It's a, a talk show. <clears throat> But nonetheless, it was one of the watch, most watched talk shows of the 1990s. So it went from 89 to 94. Um, number 12 on the spot, Sister, Sister. Yes, yeah, Sister, Sister is one of those WB shows um, lasting from 1994 to 1999, almost making it into the 2000s, but it didn't quite make it there. Um, this put those two actresses, Tia and Tamara, uh, Tamara Mari, in the limelight. And, of course – Roger, played by uh, the guy from Immature, uh, Marcus Houston. Um, it's described as Tia Landry and Tamara Campbell are twins separated at birth who learn of each other's existence as they come together as teenagers. If I remember this correctly, I think they ran into the mall or something and looked alike, and then that's where the show started. Um, perfect setup. Um, but, you know, it's just focused on them being twins. I mean, you know, getting over on everybody, trying to play other people by, you know, switching characters. And, of course, Roger in love with both of the twins, right? I mean, yeah, he tried, right? He tried. <laughs> um, the show, according to this, I went for 119 episodes, which is very impressive, but um, it didn't make it into the 2000s. I think it, I believe it even had a final episode. So, you know, it kind of just ran its course. Um, number 11, Moesha. Uh, 1996 to 2001, starring the R&B singer Brandy. Um, it's described as a teenager struggles to come to terms with everything life throws at her, which is true. I mean, it basically was a glimpse of the everyday all-American teenager, you know, dealing with um, sex, dealing with boys, homework, like school, parents. It was just basically that. And it wasn't a WB show. It started on the UPN network, which eventually became another platform for black sitcoms um it went from 96 to 2001 with uh, a total of 127 episodes i thought it was a fun show i think the turning point i think where the show jumped the shark was where um ray j's character when they found out that he was actually frank's son a lot of people argue there was a lot of controversy behind that episode because they believed that that was the episode that broke that that threw the stereotype about black families and it ultimately ended the show. And I believe it was intentionally done that way. Um, a lot of the actors and actresses behind the scenes believe that as well. And it it's just unfortunate. I mean, they thought it was an idea that was going to work, and it just kind of backfired. Uh, moving on to number 10. Absolutely my top five favorite, but it's number 10, The Wayans Brothers. The Wayans Brothers, Yes. Wayne's Brothers was one of the opening acts for the WB network when it went on the air. It was one of the first shows on the WB um, starring Sean and Marlon um, going from 1995 to 1999 um, with a total of 101 episodes. It's described as the wacky escapades of brothers Sean and Marlon Williams, along with their wise but eccentric father, Pops. Now, the show just focused on these two living together, right, with the catchy theme song. And they just went through trials and tribulations themselves. Sean was originally a uh, carrier, a postal carrier, a package carrier. And then Marlon had no job. And eventually they all, they both open a newsstand. They work in the same building as their dad. And then they get into all these things, dealing with sex, love, all this stuff. 
it had some serious episodes too. Um, the unfortunate part about this show was that it didn't have a final episode. It literally was just canceled just like that in, in May of 1999. And I was upset. I mean, they could have totally went maybe another year or so, I believe, of the Wayans Brothers. But um, it's just what it was. That's around that time the WB's top show started just dying off again. Steve Harvey, the, the Steve Harvey show and the Jamie Foxx show continue to soldier on into the 2000s. Right. But unfortunately, the Wayans brothers haven't. I got a little bit of time for the next nine. Um, number nine, smart guy. Yes. The smart kid, TJ Henderson, played by another by the sister, um, Tia and Tamara's brother, Taj Mari. Um, damn, it only lasted two years. I could have sworn that this show went maybe a little bit more than two years. So here we go. Smart guy. Right. A 10 year old genius goes from elementary school to high school. Sounds like an easy premise, right? 51 episodes of the show. But that's where it fell flat. It's like, how long can he stay in high school? The whole point of the show is just him being this smart-ass kid in high school who has to deal with his dimwit brother and his sister and his father is a single father. And I, I, I can see why it lasted two years. There was really no more for the show to go on to. I mean, they could have went. he could have went to college and continued in college and been the smart kid in college. But that's not really fun. High school just seemed a little bit more funnier. So after two years, the show went bye-bye. And I believe that was also another WB show. Again, the WB was the platform for black television. And a lot of some of the, a lot of the best sitcoms came from the WB and UPN, of course. Uh, number eight, they got the Parkers, right? Uh, you know Monique, right? Um, the show went from 1999 to 2004, and it was on the UPN. It's not a WB show. Um, it went from 110 episodes, and it's described as Nikki and Kim Parker attend Santa Monica College to earn their degrees. Now, again, that's not one of those shows that you'll see that um, would last a long time because, as you just heard, they're there to earn a degree. So I don't know how long you could stretch that premise of the show but it was definitely funny i still catch it on syndication and reruns and i'll stop and watch it it's just it's just hilarious um sometimes especially the dynamic between her uh the uh, monique and the professor right that just never stops right um awesome show though and yeah it definitely earns a spot there on at least the top 10 area um cousin skeeter number seven um i don't know too much about cousin skeeter i've heard a lot about it you know the damn puppet on nickelodeon and uh, the show went from 98 to 2001. Um, it's it's uh, The synopsis is a boy's cousin stay with his family, then get themselves into all sorts of funny situations. Of course, this is Nickelodeon in the 90s, and Nickelodeon was at its peak. Uh, cousin Skeeter was very popular. However, it only went for 52 episodes. I'm not quite sure why it went for 52 episodes. And I don't know much about the show, so I'm going to continue to move on, okay? Uh, <laughs> so number six, A Different World. Yes. In fact, I was just watching this shit the other day, the diff A Different World. It comes on, I guess, basically every day in the morning where I'm at. Um, a Different World went from 1987 to 1993, and it was a spinoff of The Cosby Show. Uh, reason being is that the Cosby's daughter, Denise, goes off to Spelman College, which is a play on Hillman. Uh, no, I'm sorry, went to Hillman which is a play on Spellman, right? So Bill Cosby was all about education and his shows, and it showed because basically he created a different world for Denise's character, Lisa Bonet, literally. I think there was somewhat of a falling out on the Cosby show, and they, he just decided to give her her own show. I mean, the dude had it like that. He had money. Um, so a different world went from 87 to 93. 
And it's described as a group of students at a historically black university struggle to make it through college. Excellent premise because black colleges was just never a focal point on television. So it showed the educational side of African-Americans in the show. And of course, there's trials and tribulations that the characters go through and love interests like Whitley and um, whatchamacallit, uh, Dwayne Wayne, right? Um, the show went for 144 episodes, okay? Uh, this also put a lot of uh, celebrities and stuff in the limelight, too. If you don't remember, Jada Pinkett was also in this show for a bit as well. Um, and I believe Tupac was in an episode, too. I guess that kind of makes sense. But um, it's an awesome show. It was definitely deserves a spot in, in the top 10, if you will. And it's number six on this list. All right, we got five more to go and 10 minutes. Let's do this. Uh, number five, Keenan and Kel. Yes. Oh, here we go. It is Keenan and Kel from 1996 to 2000, one of the top Nickelodeon shows of the 1990s. Um, it's described as Keenan and Kel, two best friends who live in Chicago, are always dragged down by Keenan's get-rich-quick schemes, while orange soda-loving buddy Kel is dragged along but tends to mess things up. Now, this show also spun all that. I believe, I think it was all that first, and then Keenan and Kel, or vice versa. But Keenan and Kel went for four years and had 62 episodes. Um, and then there was just no chance of a revival. However, the most recent Saturday Night Live episode showed the two characters together in character um, doing a skit, which I which was super hilarious. And this is SNL, which is not even that funny from time to time, but this particular sketch was funny. Uh, but Keenan and Kel... Definitely was a gut buster of its time. They were very popular in Nickelodeon, appearing on awards, cameos, you name it. And then, of course, Good Burger. So because of this, you know, it put them in the limelight. Um, number four, In Living Color. Yes, In Living Color, the black SNL. Um, in Living Color uh, went from 1993 to – well, no, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, Living Color. I'm sorry. I was looking at something different. Yes, number four is In Living Color. Um, going from 1990 to 1994, um, it's the brainchild of Keenan Ivy Wayans, right? He created this skit to put a black perspective on sketch comedy. Uh, again, the only big sketch comedy at the time was Saturday Night Live, and it didn't have a lot of black um, actors, I mean, comedians in that show. I mean, Chris Rock, I think, was maybe the only one at the time. So he, uh, it's described as the Wayne siblings present an African-American focused sketch comedy show. This put Sean on the map. This put Marlon. One thing about Keenan Ivy Wayans is that he put his whole family on game. Like he put his whole family in the spotlight. Where else do you know that somebody who's successful in the family put their, their family on there? Right? So the, the show went for 127 episodes and it also put a non-black character Jim Carrey um, out there because because of this show, um, he was already in Hollywood, but because of this show, it really got him a lot of roles following by Dumb and Dumber, Lion Liar, The Cable Guy. The list goes on and on and on with that. And then the, the Wayans brothers itself, because of this show, Sean and Marlon ended up getting their own show. Damon Wayans got his own show. Um, you name it, everybody put was put onto it. And it was just groundbreaking because it was not only a sketch comedy, it was a predominantly black sketch comedy show and it had memorable characters like homie the clown you know uh wanda you name it just a, a list of memorable characters right excellent show 127 episodes um number three living single 1993 to 1998 um 
It follows the lives of several single male and female roommates and friends living in 1990s Brooklyn. Funny-ass show with Queen Latifah, um, Kim Fields. Um, it, it, was just a, it was just an awesome show, and it was from a black perspective. Um, however, the, the legend has it is that the TV show Friends literally ripped this show off. It's been disputed many times before. But, I mean, what other show is not taking another show's idea, right? I think a lot of people are just mad at the idea that Friends was more popular and lasted longer than Living Single. But that doesn't take away from the fact that Living Single was actually a really good show. It went for 118 episodes from 1993 to 1998. Number two, I got six minutes and two more to go. The number two show of the 1990s, according to IMDb, number two is Martin. Yes, Martin God, I, I does not. I, this thing has me laughing like a hyena every time I watch this show. 1992 to 1997, Martin Lawrence stars in Martin, um, a sassy sitcom centering on radio and television personality Martin Payne. Series focuses on his romantic relationship with his girlfriend Gina, her best friend Pam, and escapades with best friends uh, Tommy and Cole. All right, this show is just absolutely hilarious. Martin was. A hustler. He always had a job. Well, there was one point he didn't have a job, but he always ranked on everybody. He got on Tommy because he didn't have a job. He got on Cole because he was slow. He didn't like Pam because Pam and then everybody else in between. Uh, Martin is known for many memorable characters from this show um, that he put on, that he put on like Bob from accounting, um, the one where he plays the, the karate dude and just a lot of characters this was like peak martin lawrence he's just coming off the heels of being in house party movies so he finally got put on game when it came to hollywood now he's done a show before he's actually been in um the reboot of what's happening what's happening now he was actually a regular cast member in that show so he was already doing tv it's just that like now you know he's got his own show and it's an incredible show at that funny 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 Watching on syndication, it's funny. Now, I, I can't believe I went through that many shows in that quick period of time. The number one black best black sitcom of the 90s, according to IMDb. Of course, this is disputable, but this is their list. Drum roll. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I have to agree with that one. As funny as the Wayans Brothers may be in Family Matters, Will Smith nails it with the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I, I definitely have to give that one. I, I will totally agree with that. I will not dispute it. Uh, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air went from 1990 to 1996 and was the brainchild of NBC. At the time, Will Smith was just a rapper, right? He wasn't flashy. He wasn't brash with words. He was just a fun all-around rapper, right? You remember the song Summertime, right? timeless classic um the show is a streetwise poor young man from philly is sent by his mother to live with his aunt and uncle and cousins in the bel-air mansion believe it or not this is actually loose uh, loosely based on the true story the creator of the show benny medina actually was this show is based on that man so this man benny also came from a hard upbringing and ended up having to go live with his aunt and uncle to stay out of trouble and he created this show basically it's about him but he got Will Smith to do the show. And Will Smith at the time was no actor. He was a rapper. So getting him was kind of rough. So NBC took a chance with this. And, and again, NBC at the time did not 
um, have any real black TV shows. Like NBC did not stand for Negro Broadcasting Corporation. It wasn't that at all. So Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was probably one of those first successful shows. I believe they might have had a black show before. I'm not. Yeah, I got to look into that. I know they had black shows, but Fresh Prince is one of the most memorable shows, right? They took a leap of faith with it and it lasted for a bit. It lasted for 140 episodes with a final episode. And in the final episode, it was just, you know, everybody moves out, go their own way, Will as well. And it was also because Will Smith just hung it up. He was like, I think it's time to hang the show up. We're done. And it ended beautifully. And it's just so many memorable episodes. And Uncle Phil, hands down, is probably one of the best 90s TV dads in, t- in television history, hands down, right? He taught a lot of lessons and his message was raw and clear, right? I love the show. Hey, Man, that's a lot in a half hour. Uh, thanks for uh, taking the time to listen to The Daily Mind. Um, I'm your host. Um, unfortunately, won't be an episode tomorrow, right? I'm going to take a drive to go see my aunt, who I haven't seen in a while. It's a long drive, so I'm pretty sure once I'm done, I'm not going to do a podcast. Um, so I'm going to take a break tomorrow. At least I'm letting you guys know this. And then while I'm taking this little break, take the time to catch up to the rest of the 59 episodes I've already done This is episode 60. So this gives you a day to catch up. And again, shout out to Texas. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are coming up on the list. I mean, you got a ways behind Tennessee, but you guys are now the number three state most listened to, uh, most tuned in. I don't know how to describe, but you guys are number three on the list, right? And I do appreciate it so, so very much. All right. So, hey, I'm taking a break tomorrow. In the meantime, uh, just chill out. Take it easy. Get prepared for that weather because it's about to go down, literally. All right, so thanks for listening to the Daily Mind podcast, and uh, I'll see you in a couple of days. All right, ciao. Have a good one.